What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Formula One Grid Lock Podcast. My name, of course, is Nathan Charles, and I'm here with my co-host, Chase Blazing. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Going through, you know, a lot of COVID stuff, but doing good. Yes, Chase has been sick for the past few weeks. I moved, and obviously... Uh, school starting, college starting for, for most people across the country as well as for me. So these last few weeks have been pretty hectic, but we're ready to get we're ready to get back into the podcast game. And honestly, Chase, I think we're ready to take it over, don't you? Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Best F1 podcast ever. <laughs> you know it. All right. Well, let's take a look behind us, Chase, at the 2021 Hungarian Grand Prix. Uh-huh. Um, we've got another race coming up again this weekend, so we'll probably be back here recording again, but yeah, let's take a look. So first place, Esteban Akon in the Alpine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so Sebastian Vettel finished the race in second place, but he was disqualified afterwards due to, um, fuel consumption in his car. So second place goes to Lewis Hamilton, the Mercedes. Third place, Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari. Fourth place, Fernando Alonso in the Alpine. Fifth place, Pierre Gasly in the AlphaTauri. Sixth place, Yuki Tsunoda in the AlphaTauri. Seventh place, Nicholas Latifi in the Williams. Eighth place, George Russell in the Williams. Ninth place, Max Verstappen in the Red Bull. Tenth place, Kimi Raikkonen in the Alfa Romeo. Eleventh place, Daniel Ricciardo in the McLaren. Twelfth place, Mick Schumacher in the Haas. And thirteenth place, Antonio Giovinazzi in the second Alfa Romeo. We had quite a few DNFs a in this race. Um, we've got Nikita Mazepin in the Haas, out. Lando Norris in the McLaren, out. Valtteri Bottas in the Mercedes, out. Sergio Perez in the Red Bull, out. Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari, and Lance Stroll in the Aston Martin. That's one, two, three, four, five, six DNFs. Plus and then a DQ. And then the DQ from Sebastian Vettel. Sucks when almost half the grid gets taken out of the race in the first lap, but oh, yeah. managed to stay a somewhat decent race, I think. Don't you think, Chase? Yeah, definitely. All right, Chase, let's just get into it. Give me your one word description. Uh, My one word is kind of going off of what you literally just said. I couldn't choose one word just because the, the two, the word I wanted to go with wasn't one word. The first one was dreadfully interesting but i also kind of have like morbid curiosity just kind of that vibe going on Mm -hmm. for this race yeah it was um it was tough to watch after the first i mean that the first obviously first pretty much the first corner big crash takes out almost half the grid and then the the rest of the race while interesting was somewhat uninteresting well and not just that like it just kept getting worse like you mentioned six dnfs and a dq a DNF happened outside of the first lap, and then the DQ happened outside of the race. Like, every step this race, just, like, there was something where it was like, ooh, that's that's no good whatsoever, you know? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I just picked kind of the word uninteresting, because to, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, uh, like, I, I would love to see, like, I watch these races really for McLaren. Like, I'm a McLaren guy. I would love to see McLaren do well. I mean, in, in that, I'm also a big Lando Norris fan. I want to see Lando Norris in there fighting for top five. And if he's out, and if he's out, right, 
Yeah. He's out of the race. There goes kind of my main reason to watch these. My second main reason is I want to see, I want to see Verstappen. And I want to see Hamilton at the, at the front mm-hmm. and you know, let's, let's be honest. Okay. Max got hit in this crash, but he didn't go out, but his car was, he was his out. car was crippled. I mean, his one of his barge boards were, was messed up and the, the arrow on the car was just off. He wasn't going at full speed. Like, he had he, no shot. He was essentially out. Like, he was essentially out. He was lucky he didn't fully DQ. But besides yeah. that, he was driving a car that was worse than a Haas. Absolutely. Uh, so for me, I like, I'm super happy for Esteban Ocon taking the win. It's his first win in Formula One. Congrats to him. Congrats to Alpine. I'm super glad for him. But the mm-hmm. race just didn't interest me, Chase. I don't know what to tell you. That that's fair. Yeah, makes sense. All right, Chase, let's switch. Let's talk drivers. Give me your driver of the day. Uh, I wrote down a lot because for me personally, there's a lot of things to be pointed out. And the obvious one is like Akon won, and he's a not a rookie, but he's not someone who should be winning. He's not, young, not yeah. to be mean, but that's, that's just the place he is at. That's the obvious racer of the day, but I'll get back to why I didn't fully choose him. I also chose uh alonzo because he had some really fun fights i chose uh i think some of the things mick schumacher did shows you that it's his hoss that makes him back of the grid every single round rather than he's a bad driver sure Uh, i'm specifically referencing like his fighting with like hamilton and verstappen like keeping them at bay he like you could tell based off of what he was doing he's a good driver uh then I think I chose, I forget who else I chose. Oh, I chose Vettel. I'm looking at here like who I chose and I couldn't find Vettel's name. because DQ. Yeah, it's a real shame with the mm-hmm. DQ because, I mean, that's nothing he can control. Like, he drove a great oh. race. Like, Yeah, I agree. Getting second place in the in that uh, Aston Martin is pretty, pretty good, unfortunately. Yeah, and he didn't just waltz into it. No, and I heard like the margins on on his DQ were like mm-hmm. because of obviously he didn't have enough fuel in his car at the end of the race. Just yeah. one of those silly silly rules, honestly. That they yeah the, uh, this, the technical this part... rule is that they're they're allowed to take one liter of fuel at any point during the race, and if you cannot give them one liter of fuel, you're DQ'd. They usually take it at the end, but the rule is set up so that way, like they could do it lap two if they wanted to. Yeah. And I, I heard like, he was like, they were like just underneath it. Like just like barely. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, that's really tough for Vettel. He did drive a great race. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, that was, that was kind of, I know I'm breaking a lot of rules this, this week, but I, yeah, I didn't want to choose Akon and I'll, I can get into that real quick. Mainly because this is the, we saw this a while ago with Perez in 2020. These people who shouldn't be winning win. And everyone's like, oh my goodness, they're actually goaded. And it's like six drivers were DQ'd or would uh, DNF'd and one was DQ'd. And those six drivers or those seven total drivers, six of them are top 10 drivers. Yep. So it's like, I get he had an amazing race. I'm not saying he, and I'm not saying he didn't deserve the win. It's just when literally the only person who should win the 
literally there's only one person left who should win the race and it was hamilton and he had so many mess ups we know why he didn't win the race yeah so I, i hate to be cynical about it but it's like you know what i'm saying it's like your competition left I understand where you're coming from. I think you like the the teams on the outskirts are like their whole kind of their whole game plan is they pick up points on the edges when they can, right? When yeah. when you know they're especially Alpine. Like Alpine is like if they can get a nine ten, an eight nine, golly, even like a like a eight or like a seven eight, like that's a great weekend for them. Yeah, I agree. It's totally. these races, these times where somebody goes in on that first corner and takes out half the top grid or half the you know half of the the top ten. These are the races that they are that they are poised to strike, and I think I think he did a great job. So I, yeah, I personally I, like if 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 my pick was Lewis, and we can get into that later. But if if yeah. Lewis hadn't had a quality race, I probably would have picked Ocon because I think like yes. If those other drivers were still on the grid, he would not have won this race. He wasn't fantastic like that. Like he wasn't, you know, passing people. He just, he ended up in front and he managed to stay there and all the credit to him. Yeah. But but that's what he's supposed to do. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. I agree. And I'm not saying he didn't. And I'm not saying he didn't have a great race. Hold on. My mom's like yelling outside my door. No problem. And, uh, I get it. I'm not saying that he didn't have a good race. You just, you see my point, right? When, when first, second, third, fourth, counting Hamilton, Verstappen, Norris, Bottas, fifth, uh, Perez, when all of those guys are gone, I get he did his job. He did what he was supposed to, and he had an amazing race, and I'm not trying to take that away from him. I'm just saying everyone did this with Gasly. They said he's a go-to driver. But they're setting up this like statistical thing where if you leave out half of the facts, it sounds really cool. I get Akon did amazing, and I'm not taking that from him. But it's not like he beat out Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris, Bottas, Perez. He didn't beat out all of those guys. He beat out Hamilton and Vettel, which is a good feat. You, you know, I'm just, I don't know, I'm saying the same things, but I guess no, that's I get, my point. I get where you're coming from. So I picked Lewis as my driver of the day. I think he had a fantastic race. So mm-hmm. uh, Lewis at the restart was the only driver to not go in for mm-hmm. slicks. He stayed on his on his uh, wet tires and obviously paid the price. Yeah. Heavily. The the guys on the slicks are quite a bit faster. He got caught up too. He then had to pit, of course, get slicks and uh, basically restarted the race at the back of the pack. Oh, managed yeah. to I'm, that was to be fair that was only like what four laps in so yeah. he basically had the entire rest of the race to climb back up the the standings uh in the fastest car on the grid of course which he did and i mean i mean lewis hamilton is i don't we, we always get it like get it twist like i'm i don't necessarily like lewis hamilton but i do have to give him props i mean the man the man knows how to drive a formula one car and i think he showed it I, I completely agree. Not a lot of drivers could do what he did today. Uh, All right. To, to go down what you're saying, basically he was handed every reason to not get close on podium, but he still did it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic race for him. All right, Chase, let's talk teams. Who do you got? Who's your team? I, I chose Alpine. They 
Like, it's the obvious choice. Not only, like you said, did they do what they did they do what they were supposed to, but for a while, Alonzo was looking at podium. And even though he didn't get it, he got fourth place still. He fought off Hamilton, so that way Hamilton uh, couldn't go, like, fight Akon and stuff. I think I think Alpine did an amazing job here. They One of them one of them got to the front of the pack or early in the race, and they just kept it. They did everything to keep it, and they kept it. I tend to agree. I think that's a great pick. I mean, yeah, like I said, Alpine, like these teams on the outskirts, they're just waiting for one of these races to get a bunch of points. And, and who they knows? Did. I mean, we might be looking back on this at the end of the season and saying, wow, you know, Alpine got fifth all because Esteban Ocon won that race. Like, yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, it's big. It, it, Icon went from like only having like 18 points to now he's at 38 points and he's like in the top 10 people or something. Could be interesting for later in the season. My team of the day, Chase, um, there were a couple I was looking at. Obviously, Mercedes did a good job with Lewis Hamilton getting him in on getting him on the right tires. But I had to I had to pick Alpha Tauri. You know, I love my boy Yuki Sonoda. Mm-hmm. And I I just like it when the underdogs, when team when the B team, let's be honest, the B team. Yeah. Uh, for Red Bull does well, and they outscored Red Bull this weekend. <laughs> Pierre Gasly yeah. uh, and Yuki Sonoda with Sebastian's Vettel, uh, Sebastian Vettel, excuse me, with his DQ uh, up in second place, bumps them up to fifth and sixth finish, which is uh, Yuki Sonoda's best finish ever in mm-hmm. Formula One with eight points. So, congrats to him, and I I think that AlphaTauri have to be buzzing. I mean, I would they, be. both of their drivers stayed out of trouble. They stayed together. They beat who they were supposed to beat. They, you know, they beat the Williams. They beat the Alfa Romeo. Um, surprisingly enough, they beat Daniel Ricciardo in the Mercedes. That, but we can talk about yeah. that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like they stayed right where they were supposed to. They had no mishaps. They had no mishaps. There, there was a lot. Let's be honest. This was a pretty hectic race. Yeah. So I don't think they were really involved in anything. Um, I think Alfa Tauri have to be very, very happy with both of their drivers on this weekend. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. All right. Let's shift focus, Chase. Um, There was a lot of bad. Chase, there was a lot of bad this weekend. Lots. What was the worst? What was the worst of the weekend? I couldn't choose. Every, like, as I watched the race, every time I was like, oh, man, that's the worst. It just kept getting beat with obviously excluding the outlier (laughs) Bottas taking out four drivers and I'll, I'll touch on that briefly i i blame him and i don't it's a wet track he's it's high stakes you break you break half a second too late that's 500 milliseconds lost and you're into the back of you know the car in front of you it's it's a tough race but uh like that sucked the watching as much as i don't really care for mazapin at all Watching him get removed from the race for no reason because because someone on Raikkonen's team, not Raikkonen in my opinion, messes up uh, and releases Raikkonen early and Mazepin gets hit for it. And then personally seeing them penalize Raikkonen for that where, you know, it's like it's not his job to know when to leave the pit. He's, he's just told to leave and he leaves. So I, yeah. that... And then, let's see, there's something else. 
Oh, and then then Vettel just getting DQ'd because of once again something out of his hand. Yeah. And I'd almost argue out of the team's hand because it, like I now I'm going off of a trust thing here. I doubt Aston Martin is doing something with their engine that they shouldn't be, i.e. consuming more uh gas than they should be. I think it comes down to they had to restart the race. There were so many other things and just fuel burns and laps aren't calculated well enough. I don't know. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. I think I mean this this is this this is this is a sport of milliseconds, right? This isn't a sport mm-hmm. of minutes. Mm-hmm. This isn't even really a sport of seconds. It's a sport of milliseconds. Mm-hmm. And it's a sport of such thin margins. These guys are going to run everything to the absolute limit. And uh-huh. when you have such a chaotic race like this, it's just there's no way you can accurately calculate yeah. um, the fuel consumption in the car. And and yeah, I mean, and it, it's up to it's up to the FIA to say, hey, we crashed. The engines have been running this long. We're going to bring X amount of laps off. So I kind of I kind of say it's their fault for not bringing enough laps off. Mm, that's interesting. Blame in, blame the game. Don't blame the player. Yeah. That's- what is Vettel supposed to do? Not hold the gas as he goes over the line or something. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good point. I mean, you would think that they, you'd think that the FIA would also like would be looking at that and be like understanding, yeah, of how like how the race is going, how it's going to affect. But, but we haven't. I mean, not like they're not contesting it. None of the other teams are saying like, hey. This would yeah. be a different conversation if like four other teams had the exact same issue and like we saw a bunch of DQs. Yeah. Then I would then I would kind of be more on your side. But the fact that it was only uh Aston Martin, I'm I'm just kind of like, well, it is what it is. It was unfortunate, but you know, I, that's, that's it's it's a rule for a reason. I am too, and I I'm I'm just annoyed that that's how it played out. I don't blame the FIA for doing it. Because they are enforcing it, so that way when it happens illegally on purpose, it is enforced. You know? But it's just it just made me sad because Vettel had a great race and it's it's same thing with Raikkonen. It's something out of the driver's hands. They had no say in it. So it was just sad for me to see. That that's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great worst chase. Um a lot better than mine because I was very general with mine. I literally just wrote down the race. <laughs> just the <laughs> race was kind of the worst. I think this is probably yeah. this was probably the worst race we've had in probably this was probably the worst race of, of the first half, in my opinion. It, it was just it, it was might just, even be the worst race of the season at this point. It was a possible terrible race. It just was wholly uninteresting to me. I just yeah. like I said, like that first corner. Like all my interest in this race kind of went out, went out the door and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe that makes me not a good F1 fan, but, uh, that's kind of, that's, I'm here to tell you how I feel chase. Yeah. I'm here to be real with you, chase. And that's yeah, how exactly. I felt. That's how I felt. All right. Uh, chase, you got a question for me. Shoot. Uh, in the, into the paddock. Yeah, let's go. Let's go into the, let's go inside the paddock brother. Yeah. And it was a question I had for our podcast a couple of weeks ago, but we never got to it, which is fine, but it works perfectly. For what happened this week, because it's that same line of thought that I have. Yeah. Is Pierre Gasly actually that good? And by that, I'm not saying like, 
I'm not saying I'm not comparing him to someone. I'm saying everyone says Gasly's goaded. He's top five drivers on the grid right now. Is he that good? You're at, I, essentially this question is: Is Pierre Gasly overrated? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. My, I mean, my my initial instinct is yes. Mm-hmm. I think whenever a driver in a in a mid tier car wins a race that they're really not supposed to win, like uh, like obviously like Akon did this weekend, um, mm-hmm. and like Pierre Gasly did in was it Monza? Monza twenty. I believe it was Monza. There's gonna be some unnecessary hype around them. So yes, oh. I tend to agree. I don't think I, I do think Pierre Gasly is overrated. And at this point, um, I don't, I, I just, I don't see, I've talked a lot about, Oh, the, cause I, I used to be kind of on Gasly. I thought he was quality, but I think he's I quality. Know. I think I he's quality that. as well, but is he like, gets a seat in a legit contender team, not a B team, or is he a guy who in two years is just kind of phased out and he goes and races in, you know, IndyCar or he goes and races in, in, in formula E or something like that. Yeah. Where, you know, he's still like at the sort of, you know, like he's still a quality driver, but he, maybe he's not F1 quality. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he deserves to be an F1 what the problem that I have personally is people and the power rankings. I, I think first of all, the power rankings are terrible, but that's a different story. But like yeah. in those sets of rankings, he's like in the top five. And for, for me, for him to be in the top five, that means he's better. He's beating someone who should be in the top five. Because say what you want, Verstappen Hamilton, two best drivers on the grid. Right? Yeah, easily. And then you've got Norris, easily the third best on the I grid. I think so, yeah. And then you've got Leclerc, who's I would pretty say Leclerc, good. Yeah. You've got uh Sainz, who's pretty good. You've got Perez, who's pretty good. You've got people who don't play as well but are really good drivers. Daniel like Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo or uh George Russell. Sure. And then people are like, yeah, yeah George, better George Russell is so hard to uh, to factor into those because he like never scores points. Yeah. Although he did get some this weekend. Good for him. Four points. Is, yeah, four exactly. Points in the season. But you I'm see my this, point. I see your point. Uh, I'm actually I actually just kind of wanted to look at the standings to see where Pierre was um, in the driver standings this the, year. The, and obviously driver standings is is what it is. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's very car dependent, but he is currently sitting eighth. Yeah. Um, with 50 points, he uh-huh. is ahead of uh, Daniel Ricardo. Barely, mm-hmm. they're they're tied. Um, yeah. With 50 points, he's ahead of both Alpines. So even with Esteban Ocon's win today, yeah. he is not ahead of Pierre Gasly in the driver standings. He's also ahead of Fernando Alonso, Sebastian Vettel, and his teammate Yuki Tsunoda. And so, Lindstrom. Who's that? Lance Stroll is uh, Lance oh, yeah, Stroll and Lance Stroll. Uh, Sonoda tied right now. Yeah, he's also he's ahead of both Aston Martins, both Williams, both mm-hmm. Alfa Romeos, both Haases, um, and he's ahead of Daniel Ricciardo. So he's not having a bad year. No, but to tack into all the other facts, like I said, got to bring in a lot of facts. Then you look at this the top eight. Uh, you you've then got Charles Leclerc with eighty. So that's quite a bit above 
Daniel Ricardo and Pierre Gasly. Sainz with 83. Sergio with 104. Bottas, eh. I don't think he's that good. I'm just going to pass over he's, that. A, he's a bad driver in a good car. Yeah. No, he's a Lando mediocre Norris driver in a good car. With 113. Max Verstappen with 187. And then Lewis Hamilton just under 200. Well, I mean, this, this standing, these standings are going to be very top-heavy. But I think it is interesting that he's he's tied with a guy who we thought would yeah. be quite a bit higher in Daniel Ricciardo. And I understand, new car, this is his first year in the car. So, yeah. I mean... Well, I'll propose this question. Is that because Gasly is doing well or because Ricardo's not doing enough? Because I argue a, the latter. That is a great question, and I absolutely agree with you on that. That is an excellent way to put it. I did not think about it like that. So, All yeah, right. the, that, yeah, that's my into the paddock question. I like that. That was good. I wanted to talk because one of the first things that came to my mind was when it when what essentially one guy causes almost half of the grid mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. not score any points and and especially crippling your team's main rival, yeah. Max Verstappen. And, and Red Bull. Don't forget Perez and, is yep, a main rival yeah, of Mercedes. You're right. Perez, Perez oh, I sometimes forget about Sergio Perez because he never speaks. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and knocking one of your main rivals out, crippling another. Should Mercedes be penalized? It's like in, tough. In, in the in the team standings, I don't think. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe I mean I could also see maybe, um, penalizing Bottas a few or but yeah, which Bottas they did, mind you. I think it's a five grade five place grid penalty. Uh, N- next race. Yeah, I believe so. I I can Google it real oh, quick. Okay. Uh, let me let me see. Oh, that's yeah. Five grid, five plays grid penalty for the next race. Okay. So Bottas is penalized. Penalized. Okay. I guess I I like that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how I stand. So to answer your question, to jump into the question, right? Yeah. Answer the question. First of all, it's tough because it is. It's there's no way in my mind that it's intentional. I don't think Mercedes could pay Valtteri enough. To have him per- purposely do that. Him I don't think he has that low well of a standard for himself no. or want to do that to other drivers. So it's unintentional. There's no doubt in my mind it's unintentional. But it still happened, right? Yep. So I think, first of all, I'm glad they penalized Bottas. He should be penalized. There's no doubt in my mind. I think that. so too, yeah. I'm on the bandwagon, and this may be a little aggressive, that it should be worse than five places. I personally think he should be out of the next race because that's what he did for three, almost four other drivers. Okay. I, I, mm, I don't know if I would go that far. I, maybe that's why I said I might be a bit aggressive. That it's, that's aggressive. Five places. I could see a little bit harsher, maybe starting from the pit lane, maybe make him start mm-hmm. from the back. Mm-hmm. Um, five places. You're right. doesn't seem maybe quiet enough, but um, yeah, we just we, the FIA just plays so fast and loose with these rules. It's like, weird. Like they could literally just tomorrow be like, "Yeah, Mercedes gets penalized ten points," and I'd be like, "Nice." <laughs> um, and Mercedes just like can't say anything about it. Like, like there's no like I don't know if there's like a a, a they, if anybody has set a precedent for something like this. Um, I would assume yeah. not. 
we can't like look in the history and see if no, somebody so. made half the grid crash and then they maybe docked him a few points. I would love to see it personally as a Mercedes hater, but yeah, it is what it is. I just thought it was interesting, and, and I, I am glad that they are penalizing Baltas. I think he deserves that for all of the carnage. Even though it's an accident, it still happened. Doesn't matter. You still get ticketed if you get into an accident. I could be behind Mercedes getting penalized. Uh, like you said, you're a Mercedes hater. I don't like them, but I'm trying to not be a hater. You know, I'm a, ha- I'm a hater. I'm but a- like, I could be behind it because, and this was kind of an into the paddock question. But at the end of the year, if Hamilton loses, or if Verstappen loses to Hamilton by anything under 20 points, the only thing I'm going to bring up in the years to come is how many times Hamilton lost this year outside of his control. So not only did he you get crashed how many by times, Hamilton. Uh, uh, Vettel did, or excuse me, Verstappen, Verstappen did. Yeah, did I say Hamilton? You bad. said Hamilton, yeah. yeah. I know who you meant, though. Not only did he get crashed out by Hamilton and uh, British, which you could argue, blah, 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 whatever. It, it was Hamilton's fault. Definitely he was Hamilton. Popped so. a tire in first place, dominating in Azerbaijan, right? Yep. Yeah. And then this one where he gets crashed into. I hate to do this, but it will be the only thing I bring up if he loses with under like 20 points is the fact that he crashed three times outside of his control. And that's kind of why I think Mercedes should be penalized because not necessarily Hamilton, but. Mercedes just caused a massive crash. They caused a crash last uh, race in, in, in the British GP, yep. and we're not seeing them get penalized for any of this. We're seeing the drivers get penalized, but barely. I mean, Hamilton got, what, a five-second penalty? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, it is non-existent. So or knocking his main rival out of the race, he gets, yeah, five-second yeah. penalty. Yeah, it's... Or, like, it, a stop and go. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm always down for penalizing Mercedes. Anything to make those silver bastards put them in their place. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's kind of expound on that since we're kind of already talking about what we're hopefully not going to be talking about at the end of the season. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, what do you think this, this second half of the season is going to look like, Chase? I mean, <sighs> do you see either team falling off? I mean, like, no. I... No way. I don't. Like, I like this is going to be, in my opinion, this is going to be a dogfight to the end. It will be, We've yeah. got, let, I just want to go through this calendar. Yeah. Um, to see how many we have left. So we've got Belgium. We've got the Netherlands, Max Verstappen's home race. We've got Italy. We've got Russia, Turkey. Japan has been canceled, so I don't mm-hmm. think that's still on the Sad. docket. Uh, we got the U.S. We got Mexico. We got Brazil. We've got one to be determined. I don't know who that that's going to be. We've got Saudi Arabia and we've got Abu Dhabi. That's 11. That's 11. A lot of good tracks in here. Yeah. A lot of good, lot of good ones. I'm looking at, obviously, Spa, Francochamps is an iconic track. Can't wait for that one. Netherlands, Max Verstappen's home race. He's very good on that track. Mm-hmm. We've got Monza. Leclerc's um, pretty good on that one. Leclerc is pretty good on that one. Well, yeah, Ferrari, so- just love that one. Brazil, I'm a big Brazil fan i love that track i like and mexico too i'm a big mexico guy i love that track as well love to see something maybe sergio perez winning in mexico his home race that'd be fun Mm -hmm. um i i mean none of these i mean we've got a couple boring ones in there 
Obviously, we got Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, Saudi Arabia is kind of boring. The Abu Dhabi track. Oh, wait. No, I think they made some changes to Saudi Arabia. I think they they um, uh, uh, they changed that kind of first big corner. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see. I think they also did like. that to Abu Dhabi, by the way. They changed a bit of it. Uh, I could be wrong. But... I don't think we've seen Abu Dhabi before. I think Abu Dhabi is new this year. Oh, is it the new Abu Dhabi one? Because no. Abu Dhabi is not new itself. You are right. I got those two mixed up. I'm very sorry. Abu Dhabi yeah, you... is Yas Marina. Saudi yeah. Arabia is the new one. Yeah, exactly. In yeah. Uh, Jeddah. It might not be new, but I... I it's new to F1. Or it's new to F1. It hasn't been here in a while. Got it. Got it. It's a new to new to us. New to us as yeah. newer fans. Yeah. Um, should be interesting. Yeah. A couple boring ones, but a couple bangers. Netherlands, yeah. I like. Obviously, Monza, the Temple of Speed. The best nickname for a track in Formula One. Oh, yeah. Doesn't get much better than that. I'm Chase, I'm really excited. I know it, we've been kind of on a downturn because we've had the whole month of August off. Yeah. But I am very excited for Spa. And, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to Monza. I'm looking forward to the United States race, obviously. Uh, man, the second half of the season is going to be good. And if we can, if Red Bull can keep the pace, um, which I, I think they will. I really do. I I think think this is going to be a fight to the end. They're going to be fighting like dogs, Chase. Yeah. What do you think? I think so too. Real quick to get back on the tracks. What they, they changed, uh, four turns. I I don't know how many turns they would be counted as, uh, on Abu Dhabi. They changed, uh, the right before the large straight, they changed how you kind of zip around that. It's now just a turnaround. Good. Uh, and then they changed some of the last corners uh, to be more flowy. So it looks like they're trying to just make the track faster good, rather than more challenging. I don't know yeah, whether that'd the, be good or not, but we'll see. The, big, the biggest complaint I've heard, and, and I sort of agreed with, with uh, Abu Dhabi, was there was just no spots to overtake. Mm-hmm. There was just kind of that one big, long straight. Yep. Um, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, so there they, was a they're lot changing of, that. Because yeah. it's less bob and weavy now, you can actually you can actually change positions in the corner because you're not going left, right, left. You're you know you're going left. Mm-hmm. That, so we'll, yeah, we'll that's see. exactly what it needed. Is is a couple of turns where uh, you can overtake. So excited mm-hmm. to see that. Excited to see the new look, mm-hmm. uh, Abu Dhabi. But yeah, all right, Chase. To cap off our episode, which is eh, running. I think we're we're okay on time. Yeah, we should be good. I was browsing the F1 website before we started recording, and I found a really fun piece written by Will Buxton, one of the uh, F1 digital presenters. Mm-hmm. Posted on the 18th, uh, his yep. this was an opinion article titled "My Just for Fun Prediction of What the 2025 F1 Grid oh, Will wow. Look Like." 2025 F1 Grid. So this is a prediction four years in the future. Yeah, that's Mr. a long Buxton. time. Uh, and I thought it was really, really interesting. So his first uh, his first prediction is Red Bull, who is going to stick. And again, this is in four years' time. Yeah. They're going to stick with their guy, Max Verstappen. He's still going to be on Red Bull. But instead of Sergio Perez, his teammate will be Lando Norris. I First of all, the prediction of Red Bull keeping him with Verstappen, that's guaranteed. 
I love that, though. I love that. I don't know if Lando will do it, but I love that. Or if McLaren will do it either, personally. Yeah, that's my deal is, like, how... I mean, obviously, Red Bull have the money, but McLaren are not... McLaren yeah. have quite a bit of money. They are not yeah, and just going that, to let... Yeah. For that to happen, McLaren have to stop buying Lando Norris, which would be one of the dumbest things they could do. Unless, unless Lando Norris, like, just starts dying in the next four years. And then Lando has to say, yeah, I'm fine being a second-place driver to Verstappen. Because my prediction for 2025 is Lando's going to be fighting for championship. So I think so, too. I think McLaren are on the rise will continue to rise under their current leadership. I, I feel like I've talked about their yeah. Zach Brown and Andreas Seidel. All like I've talked my full head off about them, but I think they're fantastic and I think they'll continue to win. This prediction is wow. I love Max still at Red Bull, but Lando Norris is probably never going to leave McLaren as long as McLaren is still on the rise. And, and as, I think they will be forever. And as long as he's still performing well, as which I, I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying there's I, that caveat. I think McLaren will stop when I will think McLaren will stop progressing before Lando Norris becomes I a agree. worse driver. Um, that is more likely for my mind. Um, this is kind of a boring one, but he believes that Ferrari in 2025 will still have Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz as their team, which Ferrari have been so mixy matchy with their drivers as of late. Although they did keep Sebastian Vettel around for probably a couple more seasons than he should have been there. Mm-hmm. But they do obviously both these drivers, uh, I believe, are under 24. Right. Carlos is a little bit older than Charles, but not. Oh, by... I, I meant like contracts. No, no, no. Age. In this, in so in this quote unquote simulation, in 2025, Carlos would be 30 and Charles would be 27 still. So, I mean, this Charles is Charles is 23 right now. And so then that makes Carlos 26. I don't know. I'm just oh gonna... yeah, I think that's right. I'm just gonna. Uh, that would be i yeah, think 26. this i think this one's plausible i think both these drivers really like driving for ferrari i mean carlos Sainz obviously like one of the big reasons he joined was because he was like i've always wanted to drive for ferrari mm-hmm. charles leclerc is obviously ferrari's golden boy they're going to keep him for as long as they can yeah so i think this one's very possible i i think it's very possible too but i disagree with signs i think they're think... gonna pick up mick by then Ooh. That is I, a, that's a good point. And that kind of goes off of this last race. Like I said, Mick fought to keep Verstappen behind him in a Haas. And there's not much you can do. But you could tell by the way he was fighting, he's a good racer. And that's Mick. four years from now. Haas gets their crap together and we can actually start to judge the skill of the two drivers on Haas. Ooh, you know? Mick the prick, you know how he's doing. All right. This is a fun one. This is probably my favorite. Mercedes, 2025. Mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton retired uh-huh. in his place. George Russell uh-huh. and Daniel Ricardo. This is a wild one. This I is disagree. a wild one. Disagree. Disagree. I think George Russell is definitely going to be Mercedes's long-term replacement for Lewis Hamilton. I Agreed. think he's got, he's got, uh, he's got championship pedigree. George Russell does. Yeah. He just does. He just looks he, like he a is champion. one of the be- best racers on the grid. So, I disagree with Daniel. I don't think Daniel's around 2025, and if he is, he's not on Mercedes. I think Just so, saying. too. 
in this simulation, he he predicts that Sergio Perez, after um, drop after leaving Red Bull, goes to Mercedes for a few years, and then Daniel Ricciardo joins uh, and replaces Sergio Perez in twenty twenty four. I think interesting take. I I I don't know. This is a tough one for me. I think if Perez gets dropped by Red Bull, which he will eventually, whether it's justified or not, we'll see. You know, Red Bull. Uh, I don't think he goes to Mercedes. I think he goes mid-pack. I think this is this is his final height of his career. Mm. Not that he's a bad driver, but he's up there in age. And after a big team drops him, Mercedes, we know, wants to get people who are dominating. Uh, well, maybe we know that. Bottas is on their team right now. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think Red Bull drops Perez. Let's say he stays in, he gets picked up by a mid-pack again. Because that's mid-pack will go, ooh, someone who can earn his points and try and grab yeah, him. He's very consistent. Okay, we're getting into the nitty-gritty and some drivers that probably not everybody has heard of if you don't um, you know, mm-hmm. constantly pay attention to F1, F2, and mm-hmm. and uh, to be fair, in the IndyCar series, yeah. which I keep my eye on a lot of stuff. So, yeah. um, McLaren, uh-huh. Pierre Gasly, and Patricio Award. Um, I don't know if you know who that is. Chase, no do you? No I, I, I don't have enough time to follow F1 and F2. <laughs> and a problem. Well, uh, Patricio Award is not in – or Pato Award is what they call him. Mm-hmm. Uh, is not in F2 right now. He's actually racing an IndyCar mm-hmm. for the Aero uh, IndyCar team, which is a McLaren subsidiate. So it's mm-hmm. a McLaren racing team, but it's called Aero. Um, there's been yeah. talks about him coming to F1 for a couple years now. He's still pretty young. Mm-hmm. So this uh, this simulation has him uh, has Norris leaving in 2022, and Patricio and Pato, sorry, Pato Award joining him or uh, joining uh, the the team in yes, 2023. So that I don't know. That's interesting. I think that could be. It's interesting. I I think if Gasly gets well, we've said this. We said this five minutes ago. Lando's not leaving McLaren. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, if, I don't think so. if Gasly gets on McLaren, I I don't know if it's I don't know. I just Gasly Gasly has two career choices right now, which is either he goes up a team or this is his career. You know. Yeah, I think so. Um, and a couple of notable people that he still believes will be in F one. We've got Alpine still hanging on to Espen Ocon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who will Agreed. have firmly established himself as a team leader. Mm-hmm. We've Agreed. got Alfred Towery with two brand new drivers. We've got mm-hmm. Williams with two brand new drivers. Mm-hmm. Alfa Romeo, they believe will be fil- will be fielding Mick Schumacher mm. and somebody who you might recognize Arthur Leclerc, Charles Leclerc's younger brother, who is, I believe he's racing either in Formula 2 or Formula 3, but it's looking good. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. I I don't know. You go first, yeah. I don't know if I see Mick all the way still in Alfa Romeo. I feel like he will have his shot at uh, at probably at Ferrari by then. Yeah, that's that's pretty close to exactly what I was going to say. I was literally going to say, I can see Mick at Alfa Romeo, but sooner. I don't think it's, I don't think it's four years later. Because that's, that's, that's assuming that for the next three years he's still driving for Haas. I don't think that's how that works. I, I 
you know, just not how it works, but I don't think that's how Ferrari views Mick. Yep. All right, Chase. We've got the Belgium Grand Prix this weekend, the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Obviously, Spa. Classic track. Great track. Can't wait. Who is your top three? Who do you got? Oh, I mean, at this point, part of me doesn't care to play safe anymore. Uh, I'm just gonna Possible. go. I'm just gonna go. Perez signs uh, Lando. Perez signs and Lando. What happens? Do you think Max I, and Lewis crash each other out of this race? Oh yeah, because like you said, it's gonna be a dogfight. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. Max is pissed off that he's lost out on close, you know, forty-ish points. I, I think Max is gonna play super aggressive, and I think I hate to phrase it this way. I hate to be this negative, but I think Lewis is going to play dumb in the sense of he played dumb in the British Grand Prix, in my opinion. He was the reason they crashed because he wanted to do that, not because he thought he owned, air quotes, the corner or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think they crash each other out. I think Bottas is not a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you jumped on the hate, the, 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 no Bottas train with me. Well, um, it just gets every time like you see him in a dogfight, he loses. Like, uh, we saw it early on in this season. He was fighting for Stappen. Yep. He lost it like immediately. It yeah, wasn't, every time. it was like two turns and Verstappen was in front of him. I will die on this hill that Valtteri Bottas is a, is a mediocre driver in a, in a yeah. fantastic car. Yeah. All right. Um, I see us kind of, I mean, we've had our break. We've had our time. I see us getting back to, I think we just, I think we see what we have been seeing. I think Max is going to take this one. I think he'll probably take it by quite a, like this will be a good win. He mm-hmm. wants to get back. He wants to say, Hey, we, we've had a couple shaky races. I'm back. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is going to be Max's I'm back race. I think Lewis is going to get second. I think Valtteri Bottas will come in third. I think this race will be generally uneventful. Hopefully. That's what I'm praying for. Well, all right, Chase. Uneventful and like, we don't want to see anyone crash. We don't want to see anybody crash because then it gets boring. And it's, it's no fun for the racers. Like I always, it's, it's gotta be the most disappointing thing when you get to race like 19 times in a year and you get crashed out or you crash yourself out. That's a good point. Yeah, they really don't race that much, do they? No. They must suck. Plus, those cars are so stinking expensive. I, I could not live with myself if I ever crashed one of those. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, they get paid a lot, but yeah. I know they get paid, but I mean, like, crashing one of those things, like, I would not want to get... Obviously, they don't... Obviously, they don't, like, pay the bill yeah. for the car or anything. But if every driver had to, like see a breakdown of everything that of the expenses that he just like crashed. I think we'd see a lot of guys driving a little bit more cautiously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all right, Chase, it was an excellent time chatting with you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll see you again next week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right.